First Peter chapter one, first Peter chapter one. You see, in the Bible, the Bible talks about Peter and how what kind of Peter what kind of man Peter was. Peter was a, a, a an intense man. He was a a man who, who wasn't he wasn't too educated, he but he was a man who had a heart for God. He had a heart for God, he had a passion for the Lord. And and sometimes what happens is sometimes your passion can make you do crazy stuff. I've never been passionate and did something crazy. Amen. And, and sometimes, uh, I don't know about you, but I know I've been passionate in certain things and I got myself in trouble. And here he got himself in trouble a couple of times because of his passion. We have to learn to allow God to get to begin to form us and shape us. Allow him to begin to work in us. And the Bible says, uh, uh, talks about in Jeremiah that, 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 he, that we're, we're, we're clay in his hands. And that he wants to shape us to something that's workable and usable for him and for his glory. And, and Peter says something very powerful here in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. I want you to see this with me this night. It says it like this. It says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. Mm. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written because... Excuse me, be holy because I am holy. Father, we thank you today, Father. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us and give a revelation of your word. That we would grab a hold of this today, God. And that you would just speak to us and cause us to understand what you have for us, O oh God. That we would see the clarity, Father God, of your word. I pray that you would stir us up on the inside, God, and revive, God, that holiness, that godliness, that man of God, that woman of God you call us to be. I pray that you would speak clearly to us, O oh God, that we would shape our minds to understand you, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. You know, when I was looking at this, he's, he's talking about this part about being holy, about getting things right, having the right mindset, the right understanding, getting yourself, amen, to the point where you need to get back where you belong. Come on, somebody. He says that don't, don't get stuck in your ignorance because how many know you can get stuck in your ignorance? And so he says something that hit me very hard. I want you guys to catch this. He says, therefore, prepare your minds for action. He's speaking to a group of people. He's speaking to the church, and I see it here. He's speaking to the body of Christ, and he tells them to prepare your minds. To prepare your minds. Now, he don't just tell them to prepare your minds without telling them what is the, the, the verb or, or the action noun. He says, he says, I want you to prepare for what? For what? For action. For action. Because why? Is because how you prepare your mind determines how you act. If you prepare your minds to be weak, if you come on, but if you prepare your mind to be weak, if you prepare your mind to be feeble, then when something comes to you, your actions are going to be what? Weak. Your actions are going to be feeble because you prepared your mind like that. The Bible talks about us, amen, to get in our minds, renewing our minds. And how many know that you and I sometimes have a mind, amen, that only a mother can love? 
sometimes, amen, our mind can be twisted. Our mind can make us do things we don't want to do. How many of you, ever, ever your mind ever talked to you? If it hasn't talked to you, something's wrong with you. Please leave because you're making me feel funny. But your mind, I know because I know my mind talked to me and told me to do a lot of things I shouldn't have done that I'd done. So your mind will speak to you. And when your mind is feeble and when your mind is not straight and when your mind is not clear with God, it'll make you do something wrong. You know, you shouldn't do that. You, 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 should, you, you shouldn't go to church. And your mind will start telling you, you shouldn't be going to church. You know, you're messed up. Well, welcome to the club. You, you, you know, you're, you're, you're not perfect enough. Well, welcome to the club. You never be perfect. Listen carefully. If you're perfect, you done messed me up. So if you're perfect, please leave. You're making me look bad. Hallelujah. But your mind will miss you. Your mind will talk to you. And it will tell you things. And if you don't get your mind, listen carefully, prepared. If you don't prepare your mind for the battle that we're going to face, your mind's going to deceive you. Your mind will lie to you. Your mind will manipulate you. Nobody loves you, CJ. Everybody hates you. Look at the way they look at you. And they're not even looking at you. How many here can raise your hand and say, when you, I remember Raymond used to say, I remember Raymond used to say this all the time. When somebody's in a huddle, I always think they're talking about me. He used to say that all the time. How much sometimes you can, sometimes you think people are talking about you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're talking about, not, they don't even know who you are. They don't even know your name. Mm, mm, mm. What happens is our minds. It always feels like somebody's watching me. Hello, somebody. Or is it just I'm tweaking? I mean, is it just a dream? Our mind can play some major tricks on me. What's your name again? Steve, your mind could be Steve. Look at Steve. That girl's looking at you. That girl wants you. And your mind will play tricks on you. Oh, man. She likes me. She wants me. Oh, man. I, oh, man. You know you're lying to yourself. Hello, somebody. Your mind. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help because I'm trying to go somewhere with this today. Your mind will play tricks on you. Your mind will lie to you. So therefore, this is what he's telling you. So therefore, prepare. Prepare means what are you doing to get your mind right? What are you doing? See, when you're going to make food or make menudo or something, you begin to prepare. You, you get the onions, you dice the onions, you, you get, the, you get the, the, the hominy ready, you get the sauce ready, you, you get the, the, the panza, whatever it is, you get it ready, you clean it all up. You're preparing to make menudo. You're preparing to make tacos or whatever it is. You're pre- you, prepare, you prepare to make it. Same thing. He's talking about prepare your minds. What steps are you taking to make you a mind of action? A mind that's going to fight back against the enemy. A mind that's going to come against all the lies and all the adversities that are coming. What are you doing right now with your mind? Are you giving into it? Or are you reading things that are going to help you? Are you reading scriptures? Are you reading the word that is helping you to fight against these, that is getting you to renew your mind? 
There's a book called The Three Battlegrounds, and it talks about the three battlegrounds of the mind. See, because I'm telling you, the mind is crazy, church. And what are we doing to prepare our minds for action? What type of action? Action that will come against the enemy, church. Action that will say, I'm no longer going to give in to this lie. I'm no longer going to give in to the enemy. I'm no longer going to give in to this type of mind that keeps on pulling me out of church. I'm going to take action now. I'm going to make a stand in my mind. And I'm going to be that woman God called me to be. I'm going to be that man God called me to be. I'm going to be that husband. I'm going to be that wife. I'm going to be that individual. I'm taking action right now because I'm preparing my mind. It needs to be subject to the word of God. My mind needs to be subject amen to the word of God it needs to listen amen when the worship goes on my mind is being prepared for action when the songs are being sang my mind is no longer playing tricks on me I'm putting my mind in place I'm putting my mind in this place because I like what it says right after that because we're going to go back to this it says therefore prepare your minds for action be self Controlled. It, it, it hits a category here. Self-control. It's telling us that we need self-control. Look, it, it, the mind is representing the thought life. The self-control is representing the action. See, a lot of times our action, we, we don't control ourselves. So a lot of times we end up doing whatever we want. We, our lips, our goal, how many, the Bible talks about a, a crazy tongue. Amen. A crazy tongue that just, that it, it can build or it can destroy. And it's very small. But if we don't have self-control and we don't know how to control those things in our lives, our, our, our tongue, we will say things that will destroy a lot of great people. A lot of good people. A lot of marriages. Children. Amen. So we have to be people that are prepared. Someone say prepared. 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 Someone say prepare myself. prepare myself. I need to prepare myself. You need to prepare yourself. Amen. That you be an individual. Amen. That has a mind for action. A mind. Amen. That has self-control. Now listen to this. I'm going to hit you right now. It says set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you. Now the grace is something you don't deserve. His, 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 his undeserving mercy. His undeserving grace. Man, I don't know about you, but he's telling us to have hope, take action, take trust, take confidence in something you don't deserve. That's, that's pretty crazy there. Because Paul knew what it was to have a love from God that he didn't deserve. He knew what it was, church, to be a man out of control. He knew what it was to be a man whose mind was weak. He knew what it was. See, Peter knew what it was. The Bible says his name was Simon Peter. The word Simon means twig. He was a twig. He was easily moved in his mind. He would get emotionally twisted right away. See, he knew what it was to be emotionally twisted in his mind. So he's telling us, you don't need to be like this because I was once like this and you need to fix yourself. If you're going to be a man of action, a woman of action, a woman prepared to take, amen, their family and their loved ones to a different place in life. He's telling us you need to prepare yourself. 
Because if you're not preparing yourself, you're preparing yourself for failure. So he's telling us, church, literally, that he was once a man that was twisted in his mind. Imagine when uh, the disciples were all together and they came to take Jesus. All of a sudden, what is the first thing he do? He does, he has no self-control. He pulls out a sword and he cuts the ear off of one of the men. Right away, no self-control. He loved God. He went to church. He was with Jesus, but he still was psycho. Come on, yeah. Come on. So sometimes you think you need to be perfect to come to church. No. If you've done a little, if you're a little psycho, you're perfect. <laughs> Women, if you're psycho, you're perfect. So don't don't think. Come on, amen. I, I need you, I need you to see this. Come on, so I need you to see this. So he. he, he because he's going to get in, we're going to get into something really quick that's going to help us today. He, he's telling, he's, he's testifying here about his life, about who he is to help the next generation. So gratefully that the, hopefully the next generation will help the next generation again, again, and again, and again. Because he's saying, I, I, I was a man out of control. I, I was a man who, who, who had no control. And what helped me was God's grace. I grew in God's grace. I didn't deserve it, but God gave me grace. When I deserve to be thrown away and not to be looked on, he loved me. When I shouldn't have ever been even recorded in the book, I have my own book. I'm writing to help you because God's mercy, his hope and his grace is why I could talk to you today. But he goes on, he says something very profound, guys. I want you to see very profound. He says, When Jesus Christ is revealed, he goes, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. He's saying, I I was a man who was out of control in my mind, no self-control, easily moved. God's grace and mercy got me back on track. But then I was faced again with some adversity. I was faced again with a trial. I was faced again with something that took place in my life. And I had to get myself to a place where I needed to be strong again. So I had to make sure that I did not conform, change back into what I once was. Because I was coming out of this darkness. I'm coming out of this madness. I'm coming out of this weak mindedness. I'm coming out of this terrible uh, type of person that's uncontrolled, that's wicked, that's crazy. I'm coming out of that into God's grace and mercy. And I'm not, and I feel good. I'm doing good, but I'm walking into another battle. It seems like I go from battle to battle. That's what Peter's trying to say. But I don't let those battles conform me. That means to be transformed back. To be conformed, to be shaped back into what I once was. See, the problem with a lot of people, they only look at you the way you used to be. That's a sad thing. But it's okay. Because God looks at you what you should be. Come on, somebody. God sees you what you should be. He says, man, he goes, I don't see you as, 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 as that. I see you as this. 
I don't, I don't see you, sister, as that. I see you as this. I, I, people might see you here, but I see you the finished product. I see that great man. I see that great woman. I see that preacher. I see that woman of God. I, I see it. And so laying it out, he's telling us, he says, do not conform to the evil desires you had. I like what he says here. He says, you had. He says, how many know we all have a little evil in all of us? Come on, somebody. Hey. A lot of us have a little bit of, a, a little bit of, mm-mm, in my life. Hello, somebody. You have, you have a little bit of that in you. And he says, he's telling us, don't conform. Don't conform to what your problem is. Now, really quick, come here, Sergio. Come here, Sergio. Come up here real quick. Come on, CJ. Was it Sergio, right? In Sergio? Steve, come here, Steve. I'm sorry. I, I heard an ass and it was it, you know. <laughs> stand on this side right here. Stand right, don't move it. Stand this way. Look, look towards me. Right there. Stand right. Don't move right there. Now, here he has his trials. He has his trials. He has stuff that he goes through. He has stuff that he goes through. Now, the enemy is trying to get him to conform back to what he used to look like. Well, come here really quick. Let's just stand right here. Look down right there. See, this is the thing I want you to see. When we see them, we're seeing two different people, right? And one in the middle. But when the enemy sees them, he sees them at what they used to be. They're both, they both were once this sinner. They both were once that sinner. So he's trying to get them both to conform and to back to that sinner. He's trying to get them to come, and, and, and this is how God sees you. God, God sees you just as what you're supposed to be too. He don't see you as this or as that. He sees you as what you're supposed to be. Come on, he sees you what you're supposed to be. The devil sees you what you, what you used to be, and God sees you what you should be. Now, I want, I want you to stay right here. Say, so I want you to stay right there really quick because I'm going to take you somewhere with this. Really quick. It says these words. It says, it says uh, do not conform into the devil's... <clears throat> do not conform to the devil's desires you had when you lived in ignorance. This is the spot of ignorance here. How many of this stuff in ignorance? You didn't know better. You didn't know better. You did it. You were like, who cares? I don't, who cares? I don't care. My mom. I don't care what anybody says. So this is the point of ignorance here. This is the point where God has really taken you out of the ignorance. Now you start going through stuff again, and He's trying to get you back to the put you back to the point of ignorance again. He's trying to connect to His arm. Connect to His arm. He's trying to get you guys to connect back into ignorance. And the way he gets you to connect back into ignorance, simple like this, church, is because you have not prepared your mind. You did not prepare your mind for action. What action? The actions are going to get you back to being ignorant again. But if you're ready for it, you'll be like, uh-uh, I ain't, I ain't, gonna, uh-uh, I ain't going there no more. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. When you start changing your mind... Renewing your mind, getting yourself self-control, controlling yourself. No longer when, when it comes to connect again to your ignorance, you're like, oh, heck no. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, don't, I, know, I know where that takes me at. 
I know what that does to me. I know what it did to my family. I know what it did to my kids. I know what it did to my relationship. I'm not going to be ignorant no more because I'm preparing myself. Prepare myself for what? Prepare myself to be successful. To be myself. Come on, prepare myself to be better. To prepare myself to be a greater man. And I'm taking action. I'm not just talking it. I'm doing something about it. Come on, give the Lord a good clap. Thank you, guys. See, he he says this. He goes, because I don't want to. This is the thing about it. He don't want to live in ignorance. Now look at the word live for a minute. That means somewhere you reside at. Your address. Where you sleep at. Where you eat at. Where you do your business at. Where, where you do all. Every... He says, do you want to live back in ignorance again? What is his address? Ignorant individual. Who lives here? El dummy. ¿Quién vive aquí? La tonta. Why? Who did it to us? We did it to ourselves. Come on, somebody. We, we did it. And that's what Peter is trying to say. He says, you're doing it to yourself. Stop doing it to yourself. Why? Because this is what he wants of us, church, of verse 15. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. My God, the preparation for yourself is to get you to the place of being holy. Mm, mm, mm. The place of living right. The place of doing right. That place of thinking right. That place of acting right. So in other words, you're having a kind of act right. Now you're having a kind of act right. You're acting like the right man, the right husband, the right individual, the right believer. Why? Simply because he who called you is a man who is holy, who acts right, who believes right, who thinks right. Says, I want you to be like that too. And I called you to be like that. So I desire this for you. That's why he wants us to be people who prepare ourselves. So that we be men and women who are holy before God. Not ignorant people no more. I don't want to be ignorant father. I've been an ignorant father. I don't want to be ignorant believer. I've been an ignorant believer. He goes on, he says these words. It says, for it is written, church, be holy because I am holy. There is no, there is no theological reason why he wants you to be holy simply because he's holy. Because he wants us to be like him. He wants us to be imitators of Christ Jesus. So we can imi- we've imitated other people before. We can imitate Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. We can imitate him. It's not as hard as we think. It's hard to do wrong, church, as it is to do right. It takes the same energy, the same strength, if not even, if not even more strength to do right. You've heard me say it before. We've been doing wrong so long, it feels right. Now it's time to do right. It feels what? It feels wrong. But, it, but we're preparing ourselves to do right. 
We're preparing ourselves, come on somebody, to be like the Father. Amen. And he goes on, he says these words in that love. He says, since you call on a father who judges each man's work, live your life as strangers here in a reverent fear. For you know that it was not the perishable thing such as, listen carefully, silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life. Handled down, excuse me, handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world. But was revealed in these last times for your sake. God went through what he went through. Jesus went through what he went through from the beginning. So that you and I can have him now for our sake. He went through it for your sake. Come on, somebody. When you think that you're not valuable and you think that you're nothing, God said, no, you're everything. You're the reason why I died for. You're the reason why, amen, uh, we have church. You're the reason why we're here today. You're the reason why. And you need to know that today, that you guys are special and that you are valuable and that you are somebody. Come on, somebody. You, you are somebody. And you are, you, God set you up to do something great and to do something mighty. You look at Peter, Peter thought he would never become nothing. But Peter became a great asset for the kingdom of God. He became a great blessing for the kingdom of God. How much more is our life and your life designed to be a blessing for the kingdom of God? Come on, somebody. But the important thing here tonight is this. You need to be ready. You need to be ready. You need to prepare yourself for action. I hate to refer to this stuff, but I have to refer back for I can get you to understand this. Your mind, I'll never forget the first time I did anything dumb. I I can't forget, but I can remember I begin to prep myself up, pump myself up to do something. And I pump myself up to do something. And the more I pump my mind up to do it, the easier it became the next time. And the next time. And the next time. Because I was prepping my mind. And all of a sudden, my actions begin to follow right behind it. Right behind it. Right behind it. Pretty much, it was easy to act like that. Like, like it was crazy. It was easy. It was easy. But I had to prep my mind first, church. And my actions followed behind it. 